As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right, over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Welcome to the Motherload podcast. The Motherload is the UK's largest parenting community for women on social media. And this is our new podcast for molos and parents everywhere. I'm Alison McGarrah-Murphy. And I am Kate Dyson. Hello. Each week we release a brand new episode where we discuss a particular parenting issue, dilemma or topic, and we want you to be involved by voice note, comment or email. You can share your funny stories and opinions by WhatsApp on 07874341460 or email us at podcast at the hyphen motherload.co.uk. And don't forget to subscribe, rate and review us wherever you find your podcasts. So this is the one where we talk about giving birth, the business so, end of things. Yeah, Oh, this is the business end. No, no one needs to go down the business end. No one needs to see the business end when you're giving birth. Not even, I don't even want to see the business end. Like the but idea of the does. business end sends me horrified. <laughs> Although, you know, I was business end when my sister was giving birth. So that that might be like all I imagine about birth. It was quite, it's like an, a real life one born every minute. So are you ready for it? Because we've been, we've done the nine months of pregnancy, we're feeling amazing, the due date comes and goes and the frustration builds and whatever you've got planned or whatever you're aiming for, I think the one thing that you can pretty much guarantee is that whatever you've put in your birth plan probably isn't going to happen. So what did you have in your birth plan? Oh God, I cringe just even thinking about mine. Uh, like I just need to say that I learned my lesson from uh, the first book. Uh, and I didn't do a birth plan with the next two well maybe I did a little bit with Maggie but definitely by the time I got to Ted I was just like 
oh, you know, whatever happens, happens. Like just write in my notes, write me up for it all, and we'll just see what happens on the day. But the first one, you know, it's like when you're pregnant for the first time, like the idea of the birth plan is quite an exciting development, isn't it? Like in, and you kind of like finish mater- like for maternity leave, and then you start doing this kind of thing where you write your birth plan. Did you? When, and it's really what empowering. Point did you, do yours? you know, it is, it is, you think I've got control over this. I'm really empowered by it. I'm going to make my choices. I'm going to lay them out plain and, and simple. Um, and and, it, and it's a great thing to do because it does make you consider the process and what might happen and what you might like. But I think the thing that I learned is that whatever you put in there, it's kind of like a magic opposite spell where basically everything that you put in the birth plan doesn't happen and everything you never even considered does happen oh yeah completely and for me like I I was like putting in things like I want to take some candles in we had that in the last episode that people did didn't we I think there was even a room diffuser wasn't there that someone tried to take in but um yeah I wanted like candles to make it smell like a like a sanctuary spa or something and I wanted like it after the birth it was really important to me that she smelt my skin first because I'd read like that the bond that immediate bond was important not that it isn't but like I'm just saying like I I didn't even consider Matt in my birth plan at all. I was just like, she needs to come to me. She needs to stay on me for like weeks on end. And then I was like, I don't want any visitors because um, the bubble is so important. Well, my birth could not have been anywhere near, like any like any further apart, I mean, like than what I wrote in my birth plan. It was an absolute abject, like what what the fuck just happened like it wasn't anything related to what was in that birth plan at all what did you have in yours so I think mine was mainly about breathing the baby out being you know Mrs Earth Mother and that kind of thing and not having any drugs um I was a little bit well I was I was open-minded to it but I really hoped I would just be able to Earth Mother this one out and obviously it didn't happen at all completely the opposite ended up with the most medical process you could possibly imagine in a cesarean. Yeah. So it's like it, it, it really was nothing like I imagined. And I think that if we're prepare, preparing women um, with a birth plan, it's got to be said that it probably won't happen. Nice to do, but probably ain't going to happen. No, I think really we should just like refer to it as like a bit of a thing to do to pass the time, like especially with your first, like it seems like you'll never, ever give birth to that baby because it's just going to take like the 40 weeks is just the longest moment, like period of time in your entire life, isn't it? And so I think really we should just say to women, like you could do this little exercise, a little bit of a writing exercise, you know, free up your carpal tunnel for a bit. Uh, get your brain matter working but but basically then after you've done it just rip it up because it's not gonna nothing you write in there is probably gonna happen like and and the order of things that you think is gonna happen or the uh like all of the drugs and stuff if you I think very rarely I would estimate I think we need like a phone in for this (laughs) like email us voice notice like how many of us actually had a birth plan that went according to the birth plan that's, I mean, to I be would honest, love to know that statistic. 
to be honest, I might as well have written on mine, right? I want Ryan Gosling to be my doula, um, a <laughs> yeah. birthing pool filled with champagne. And that yeah, choir nice. that did the backing vocals on Like a Prayer for Madonna, I want them singing right as the baby comes out because <laughs> it was just, you know, it, it was fantasy compared to uh, what actually happened. But, yeah. you know, what, what you're yeah. going to do, it's birth, birth hopes, isn't it? The only so I think, thing that I, I did have in my birth plan was that I wanted all the drugs and I have never been ashamed of wanting all the drugs. I never, ever anticipated or um, thought about having a natural birth, like a, as in like a drug-free birth. Yeah. You know, and um, and yeah, I, I, I had all the drugs. It was brilliant. It was fun, fabulous. <laughs> now, I want to say that I think that the thing that absolutely nobody writes on their birth plan is I want to do a poo while I'm in labor because it happens so often it's that thing that everyone is kind of scared of like lots of women worry about it when they when they're pregnant you're there googling am I going to do a poo when I'm pushing the baby out and yeah you can bet your bottom dollar that's not in anybody's birth plan whatsoever um but we've talked about this in the motherload facebook group before haven't we quite a lot quite um, a lot because I think it's people, one of our most popular topics <laughs> people do ask the the question either they're pregnant they want to know if it's going to happen or just like chatting about the reality of of labor so anyway I did um I did a quick survey in the in, in yes. the Facebook group and we yeah. had over a over a thousand responses, which I think is Excellent. a pretty representative sample. Good yeah, good, I would good say focus, so, yeah. Good focus group. And I can report that there is roughly a 60-40 split on pooing in labour. Um so if we want to crunch those numbers oh. down, said they didn't do a poo in labour. 40% absolutely did. But I think we can Only take 40%. that. 40%. I know, but I think we can take that 60% and we can delve into it. You know, there are lots of people who go, oh, yeah, I don't really know. Midwives tend to say loads of people think they didn't, but really you did. So I think I fall I into the camp them. where I did, I did not <laughs> do a poo in labor, but that you know, you know of. Spinal block and um, you know failed epidural, you know, completely off the planet. What did happen, really? Who you know? knows? Do I Who really knows? know? But what, what, did, what about, did what Brian? About you? But did Brian maybe sign, sign like a non-disclosure form, like while he was in the room? Like, was there an agreement that no one was ever going to talk about that massive shit that you did? I mean, like, I who knows? <laughs> Brian, Brian saw worse than 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 poo. To be honest, I mean, he's literally seen the inside of my body. He tells me it was like um, teddy bear stuffing, like the fluffy white stuff that you put in there. But he's oh, seen inside no, inside his wife's body, which is kind of pretty grim. Um, but as far as I know, I didn't do a poo. So. There you go. That's me. But One I'm in that sixty percent, which point. could be could be um, you know completely and utterly deluded Oblivious. about it. Yes. How about you? Well, I I am proudly in the forty percent, as we know, because I've written about this years ago. On the, yes, thank you, thank you, thank you. Bravo, I, yeah, bravo. I, I would like, in fact, I'd really like us to put in a whole like chorus of clapping for that because I I have. I did not only like a little nugget, I did a volcanic shit all over the uh, <laughs> the um, the labour room. Yeah, it was absolutely horrific. So let me tell you a story because... Uh, Come on. So before I even had like 
like really thought about my birth plan like one of the questions I said to my midwife was do people poo themselves in labor and she's like no no it's a bit of a myth don't worry about it honestly you know you'll be absolutely fine so I was thinking oh okay all right yeah that's fine anyway so I started the night before I started going into labor actually I did the curry trick we went to the curry house and I had a vindaloo and it worked. It's magic. And uh, the next day, I went into labour. The next morning, it was about, I think, about five in the morning, I started contracting and amazing. So my mum arrived. And uh, you know when, like, you start getting a massive hunger on, but it's, like, immediate, isn't it? So I'd had all my breakfast and all of that, but then suddenly something kicks in, doesn't it? It's almost like your body goes into... Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, feed me now, feed me. Feed me because I ain't going to eat for a long time, and I know it. So... So, you know, so I I said to Matt, you're going to have to go to the fish and chip shop. So just bear in mind now, uh, because I'm contracting, there wasn't... I didn't have, like, that thing where your body just expels everything out so that didn't happen like a natural enema so so let's just you know build up a list like it's this is like a memory you know one of those memory songs like so i'd eaten a curry and i'd also eaten some fish and chips and now i'm also fancying a bacon sandwich because this label is like i'm not I'd phone the hospital. They're like, don't come in yet. You know, we're near. So let's make quite a long sandwich. Bit, isn't it? Yeah, might as well have a few more snacks. Well, you've got to pass the time, haven't you? And then we watch Bridesmaids, have some popcorn with Bridesmaids. And you know, there's that scene in Bridesmaids where she shits herself in the street. Well, you know, yeah. I remember laughing hilariously at that. Like, can you imagine shitting yourself in front of other people? <laughs> how embarrassing. How, like, how, where is your dignity? Where is your dignity? Oh, God, karma is such a bitch to me because... I then went into hospital, went into the birth centre, had pethidine. They eventually were like, yeah, you're not really progressing, so let's get you upstairs to the labour ward. And when I was on the labour ward, they looked at me and they were like, I think you're a bit bunged up. Like, it might it might be easier for you. When was the last time you went to the toilet? And I was like, I can't even remember. Like, I don't even know what my name is right now. Why are you asking me when I went, last went to the toilet? I'm in labour, for God's sake. She was <laughs> like, I'm going to give you an enema. I had not had a, an enema ever. No, I was thinking, in my head, I think I thought it was like, like kind of like a colonic irrigation exactly yeah (laughs) like and that and that like it was all going to be dealt with and I wouldn't really know about it and um and yeah it was like basically a spa treatment I think like yeah oh so I'm like oh lovely yeah god I didn't know you guys did this amazing yeah let's go for (laughs) it so I was a little bit alarmed when I could like vaguely feel that she was like parting my bum cheeks and slipping a finger inside and thinking oh, that's not what I quite expected. Anyway, the epidural then kicked in and um, I kind of, the obstetrician came in and needed to examine me and I felt like this, uh, like, bubble effect right at the top. Because, you know, obviously you can't feel anything properly, can you? No, but, not once you've had the epidural. But right at the top of my rib cage, I could feel like this kind of fizzy, bubbling feeling, building. And like a kind of felt that start to move around and before I knew it like my legs are up in the stirrups legs akimbo because they're having to look at what's going on down there and the obstetrician has got her face right into my fanny and I I just knew I just you know in that moment like there's almost like a cold sweat that comes over you when you know like oh my god oh my god oh my god and there my arse blew the most enormous 
vindaloo slash fishy fart I have ever blown in my entire life right into the obstetrician's face. And she, and she was just like, oh, oh, oh. Oh, and I was like, no. oh my God, oh my God, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. She was like, don't worry, it happens all the time. Perks of the job, oh my God. Perks of the job. Poor woman, that poor woman. God, I bet she, like, oh, I bet she wanted God. to vomit. Anyway, that it wasn't even over, Alison. You'd think that like that was like <laughs> enough my... shame. Yeah, no, it wasn't because uh, about thirty minutes later, that feeling, the cold sweat started again, and I was thinking, "Oh my god, oh my god, what's going on?" And it's uh, epidurals are a really weird thing because you can kind of feel something, but you definitely can't at yeah. the same time. Yeah. And so, and and I was definitely like, I think my bum feels a bit hot. Is that is that? Oh my god! Oh my god! I think that's like, I think that's like a curry poo coming out. Oh, oh my god! So I'm like going god. to my mom, 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 mom. I need to get off the bed. I need to get off the bed. And like I can't get off the bed because I've had an epidural and my legs aren't working. And I'm tied up to loads of stuff. And I'm like, mom, mom, you've got to get me out of here. I've got to go to the toilet. And she's like, what, darling? What do you mean you need to go to the toilet? I'm like, get me off this bed. I'm about to shit myself. I know I'm about to shit myself. And the midwife's going, don't worry. Everyone feels like this. And I'm like, no, no, you, you don't understand. I've had a vindaloo. I've had some fish and chips. I've had a bacon sandwich this is going to be the worst shit ever and just as my mom sort of like is helping to roll me off a kind of slathered like a massive whale onto the floor as shit just came pouring out of my ass like this absolute volcano of poo there was a trail between the bed as they're dragging me because my legs aren't working my children are dragging me off to the toilet with this trail of molten lava, volcano, vindaloo oh fish and chip shit is following me all behind. And Matt, Matt is just standing there in pure, <laughs> in pure horror, just going, oh, oh, oh my God, oh my God, I can't, I can't take it, and fled the room. He'd be absolutely paralysed with like, what the hell do you do? He was just do? like, what is happening? What is happening in my life to make me do this? Oh my he god! He has the worst gag reflex. Anyway, so he's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh my fainting. god! It was okay. like there is no coming back from that. You know, they they were actually mopping up put my poo behind me with blue towel like oh the dignity you know when we say like when you go into labor you leave your dignity at the door yeah it, like it I feel went. like I have to confess it because it's the only way I'm ever going to get over the <laughs> sheer mortification of pooing myself in labor millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both, 
in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. He just says, how many holes does a straw have? Zero, one, or two. The internet can't figure it out, so I've done what any sane person would do. Ask the Luke and the Pete. Join me, Pete Donaldson, and Luke Moore for an unplanned half hour every Monday and Thursday as we talk about, well, anything really, from your emails to life's great mysteries to this guy. The noise you're going to hear sounds like a man being interrupted by a car. He isn't being interrupted by the car. He is making the car sound. How on earth is he doing that? How does he make that noise? Listen now on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Luke and Pete Show is a Stakhanov production. But you are, I think you're doing a public service here by sharing this story because the women who ask that question, am I going to poo myself in labor? You've got a kind of a 50, 50, 60, 40 chance. 60, 40, yeah. Yeah. And there we go. This is how it happens in great detail. You are, you know, a medical (laughs) specimen and you are doing great work by sharing this. So I would like to thank you. Yeah, thank oh you, mate. Thank you. Yeah, I, I want another round of reports. Thank you, me. <laughs> well done. Absolutely. Well done. Yeah. Unsurprisingly, I had two planned sections with the next two. So yeah, good plan. Good plan. <laughs> yeah. No pushing. <laughs> you oh, are not God. alone, though, because oh, as really? I said, we had like hundreds and hundreds of, of responses to the yes. poll and actually loads and loads of molos have shared their stories as well and they won't yeah. disappoint they they do it with humor and dignity despite the huge loss of dignity in this in this act <laughs> karen says i shat a cow pat all over the floor she, because karen i insisted and I sisters we're sisters yeah, exactly. here <laughs> well this was because she, because she insisted on laboring while standing up naked draped around my now ex-husband's shoulders I'd totally <laughs> forgotten the double portions of chili con carne <gasps> I'd eaten the night before and I could still visualize Karen. the kidney beans as it lay steaming oh! on the floor oh my god oh my god that image is so... I mean you are <laughs> it's a very her. similar experience it is so... it really is um, thank Alicia. you for sharing Karen Yes, thank you for sharing. Well done for confessing. Well done. Alicia has sent in a voice note. I literally pooped with every push for about half an hour with my first. <laughs> I paced up and down the birthing room with my husband following me, cleaning the floor and wiping my ass after every push. <laughs> oh. 
do you know what? I just love like the reality of birth for most women because I don't think I think you know women we research quite a lot, don't we? I, I know some don't, but some do, and so we kind of like and we'll watch things like One Born Every Minute, so we kind of have like a bit of a vibe what's going to happen. I mean, yeah. not to this extent, definitely, but definitely we get an idea. I'm not that, sure One Born Every Minute uh, goes into this into this. No, term, no, it doesn't. Know? No, you can rely only on the motherload. We should do like the motherload TV show with just all of oh this horror <laughs> yeah that would be amazing but, it would be but <laughs> like just the reality of birth that hits them right up in the face all the nostrils as we're talking about poop uh you know that is the truth isn't it you are no one goes to those antenatal classes like and we're going to breathe it out and breathe in and this is the point where your nostrils are going to be filled with the smell of shit from your partner's eyes <laughs> That's right, breathe it out and breathe it in. Do you know what I mean? It's like... I can, you know, I can smell it now, Kate. I'm there. I'm there. <laughs> I'm with you. Or, or like or the, the Vendaloo smell is returning. Let's move on. I'm um, so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Hannah also said, yep, I didn't know I had though. My partner kindly filled me in on the details. To be fair though, I didn't care. The biggest embarrassment for me was the wind. Oh my God, it was horrendous. There's nothing worse than having your feet up in stirrups while the hottest looking consultant sticks his head between your legs to check how dilated you are. And you fart so much, you nearly take his head off. I wanted to die at that very moment. <laughs> oh, same, same. Like Hannah, oh, right? we've both done it. At least mine was oh, a woman. Okay. I didn't have a hot consultant, thank God. Like, you that know, that I was trying to whole wink at at the same time. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. A- Ali says, I pooped and I threw up everywhere. At the same time. <laughs> I threw up. So I didn't do a poop, but I did throw up quite, did you? quite catastrophically. Oh, my God. I mean, you're all churned up, aren't you? Yeah, um, yeah. So Ali pooped and threw up everywhere. She says, most of my labor was me screaming, I've shat myself, while apparently <laughs> doing the Makaton sign for sorry, which, <laughs> which kept tangling my cannula wires and cables up. Oh, Ali. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. I love that she was doing signing. Sorry, sorry. (laughs) We've got a voice note from Jen as well. Yeah, I pooped myself in labour. I've even got it on video. A video that would have been perfect. (laughs) A perfect memory of my daughter being born into the world. Apart from the fact that as she's coming out, Mr. Hankey pokes her in the eye. I'm surprised she's not traumatised for life. And quite frankly, I can imagine the conversation in the future. Hey, mum, what was my birth like? Great, but I shit on your face. (laughs) (laughs) That is a great story, though. That is a great story. Oh, my God. I just love it. I just love it. That Oh, God. It's great, but shit on your face. (laughs) I think I think when she's about five or six, you get that you get that story out. Kids would love that. Mummy yeah. pooed on me. It'd it's definitely one for the wedding as well. I feel like when they oh, grow yeah. up and on their, you know, can the mother of the bride speak? And uh, yeah, I. Um, so when she was born, I shat on her face. Yeah, it was perfect. Amazing. It's that moment, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Lucy says I had three water births. Three bobbing turds burned in my brain forever <laughs> hey people the say is in, in there for no reason is it <laughs> exactly well she says people say you don't even notice but i did you don't ever forget seeing a stranger fish for your poo with a net <laughs> it's so 
trying, so trying. I can feel Lucy's pain. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Um, Three out of three, though. That's good. You should get a prize for that, I think. Ren has also sent us a voice note for this. God, it's a popular topic, isn't it, Alison? Very popular. <laughs> so I laboured for a, a really long time with my first baby and I was really struggling. Um, and the midwife suggested, uh, why don't we pop you up on a bedpan and see if we can get your bladder emptied and that might give baby's head some more room. And I knew I'd already emptied my bladder <laughs> not long before and she sat me on it and as soon as I was in the seated position, I said... I need to do a poo. She said, you don't need to do a poo. It's just because all the muscles are in the same place and they're all really close together. It just feels like you need a poo. I promise you. just need you to do a wee, though. I'll just leave you for a minute. She left me for a minute. She came back in the room and I said, I told you I needed a poo. Yeah, <laughs> I sure showed her. It's like presenting, you know, when you potty train your child and they're so proud of that moment where they hand you the potty and they're like, I did a poo! Ta-da! Yeah, ta-da! I did a poo! (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. I read this one from Carrie as well. I was leaning over a birth ball, knelt on a pristine ironed white sheet i mean bravo for thinking of ironing your birthing sheet um (laughs) the midwives qualified and student had both popped out of the room and i did a huge turd right on the sheet i folded it over and pushed the sheet to one side and never mentioned it again (laughs) who knows how they found the poo (laughs) carrie's a denier oh why don't they just like scoop the sheet up i nearly said the shit on the, the sheet, the yeah, sheet the top, sheet. and uh, you know, just like you know, when they're bundling things up, and then like they put it into the thing, and then out flies a it's massive off in the basket. Carrie <laughs> yeah. doesn't care. Oh, like a like a game of netball. Woof! There it goes. <laughs> There's there it is. Basket. Yeah. Um, we've got another uh, voice note from Kim here as well. So yes, I did so much. One <laughs> of my biggest fears was getting <laughs> piles during labour. So picture this, hands on my hands and knees in the pool and I feel a pressure like I'm 100% about to have my insides burst out and I'm horrified. Moments later, I feel a soft brush against my thigh and it's the midwife literally fishing my floating poop out with a tiny little fishing net. And for me to explain quite loudly, oh thank God, I've just shit myself to my husband who'd seen it all by then um it then happened at least another four times and i now refer to it as the fishing net of shame but my son then pooed all over me on my chest as they laid him on me so like mother like son Ah! (laughs) i pooped at the end oh i love it that is brilliant that is the cherry on top isn't it that's amazing oh but the fishing net of shame i do remember when we first went into the birth center because there wasn't um a pool available on the labor ward when i was uh when i was finally allowed to go in with bess and uh so they said well there is one downstairs in, in the a birth centre if you want to try that and I was like yeah go on then I just want to get in some water I love it I love yeah. a bath so yeah that sounds great to me so went down to the birth centre and I remember I remember walking in and Matt going why is there like a, a like netty colander on the side what's that for bless him bless him in his naivety oh, well I would especially knowing what came next thing. clueless clueless well yeah. yeah exactly should have been a sense of foreboding about that 
Yes. So I think the, yeah. one, the one thing that probably takes the edge off the 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 um, traumatic experience of exploding bowels during labour is probably the fact that we're all off our heads anyway. I mean, whether you've whether you've taken the medication or not, whether you're on the gas and air, whether you're on the pethidine, whether you're just high on life generally, you're completely yeah. out of it during labour, aren't you? Oh yeah. So, for and you sure, said yeah. you said you you had you you had the the the, the drugs. Oh, I yeah. I mean, to, like I just said, I started in the birth center. So the first thing I said to them was, "Well, but 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 you know, what about the drugs?" Because <laughs> I remember coming on the tour and you said there was no drugs down here, and they were like, "Well, no, no, it's not no drugs. It's just less drugs. So we can give you some pethidine." And I was like, "Okay, uh, okay." And then they were like, "If you need more, we'll send you up to the labor ward." So I was like, "Yes, okay, fine, I'll come." And so I went in, and they did give me the pethidine. And I remember because you have to get out of the pool if you have pethidine. So I got out of the pool and I was lying on the side as it kicked in, and I turned to my. Bear in mind, my mom was my second birth partner, so she's in okay. the room. She's right there, as I said to Matt. Oh God, this is amazing. This is better than that shit that we had at V Festival last time. Whoops. Did you just talk about drugs right in front of me? Oh no, no, no. We've never talked about it. Never talked about it since. I you know, I don't know what I was even talking about, of course. I'm not going to, you know, admit to anything, but I did say that. I obviously I meant alcohol. Of course, of course. Yeah. I, I only had gas and air, so I, I'm a, a novice, oh really. I only had gas amazing. and air. Um, I didn't get very far in labour, but I only had gas and air. But it's it's like being drunk for about thirty seconds and then having yeah. a really horrible hangover as soon yes, as it wears it is, off, isn't yeah. it? But it's yeah, just yeah, yeah. that really weird feeling, and it makes you say so many like bizarre things when you're, you know, when 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 you're on the medication. It just makes the whole experience even even more weird, doesn't it? Did you have anything that you said? Did you like, did you come out with any funny phrases that, you know, Brian teases with you with since or? I just remember swearing a lot. Um, it, it was, it was all a very out of body experience for me, but I just, I remember using, I got my F gun out quite a lot and, and I was just <laughs> swearing willy nilly at all the midwives and they must've just thought I was nice. so coarse um but you know just oh, not she's really so in control of myself I know no 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 exactly I've got a friend who uh when she was going into transition or go through transition on pethidine she had this real moment of like weird clarity where she she sort of came around and she was crawling up the back of the bed um like holding on to the back of the you know the the hospital bed onto the frame and yeah. uh, just very clearly very calmly looked at her partner and said right that's it I've had enough um I think I'm ready to go home now and everyone's like um you've got you've got to stay what you want about like you've got to you've got to carry on you can't go home at this point no I'm done like, and she was like no no I think I think I've had enough I'll just come back tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> like it's optional I love that story <laughs> oh bless her but the I I tell you what the you know the oromorph is uh oh god just so beautiful it's totally worth the pain of c-sections for the oromorph afterwards like floating on a beautiful cloud <laughs> It's um yeah it, I I had a C section as well and had medication afterwards but it's all it's all a massive blur to me that that stage as well like it's just so spaced out and and yeah. you know, you've 
got a new baby and yeah. you oh, feel great. so so blooming oh. weird and I'm off my face on Oromorph. And what do you mean I've got a breastfeed? What are you talking about? What? Who is this? What is this? Why have you put this on my chest? <laughs> there are some brilliant out of it moments from uh, for, from the mother from as well. Yeah, I love this one from Amy. She says, I was having contractions using gas and air whilst listening to music. Sounds completely normal. Um, <laughs> as I looked up, I watched the lights flicker in time to the music. I started to rave and I shouted, video me. I want to remember this feeling forever. <laughs> <laughs> that is Honestly, amazing. <laughs> I want to remember the medical this staff, <laughs> The medical staff must just be looking at us in this completely off our head state. <laughs> It must be hilarious, <laughs> apart from like all of the volcanic poos uh, and, and massive farts <laughs> in your face. It must be bloody hilarious working on a labour ward at times. I love this from Lizzie. She says, after my second, I had to go into theatre to be stitched. And we were waiting for the surgeon to arrive and the anaesthetist asked if I wanted the radio on, as it was all a little bit awkward in the silence. He turned it on and out blares Marvin Gaye's sexual healing, to which he said... <laughs> Well, this is a little awkward, isn't it? And it certainly broke the awkward silence. <laughs> oh, my God. Get up, get up, get up. Is that the one? Let's make love tonight. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> awkward. Well, I suppose, you know, it was healing your sexual parts. <laughs> exactly. I mean, if you're going to pick a song for stitching your family yeah. back together, that's it, isn't it? Perfect. <laughs> Carrie has, says, I had two shots of pethidine. How many did you have, Kate? Um, I, I don't, I, I don't know. I think I was just begging for more straight away. Hit me, hit me up, <laughs> hit me up. <laughs> well, Carrie says I had two and I was also loving the gas and air. In between contractions, I was sleeping and having very vivid dreams about doing homes under the hammer. Uh, I was trying to renovate a house in a parked up street in London. And when right. my next contraction finished, I told everyone we can't buy that house as we'll never get a skip down there. And then I went back to sleep. <laughs> Off her tits. says I'm just going to give you two paracetamol okay I assume that's the midwife and I'm, she was waiting for them to be put in her hands in just one of those little cups and I was pretty surprised when then they were slipped into her bottom ouch <laughs> oh, oh, oh what are you doing down there <laughs> being stitched after my first child I am um, high on gas and air I asked the doctor if his like, wife liked it rough because he wasn't being very gentle with me. Um, and then when he stood up, he banged his head on the light. Um, I laughed and told him that it served him right. Carla! Oh, <laughs> I so love awkward. that. I love that so but you become you become very emboldened, I think, don't you, when you're uh, uninhibited, I think is probably oh, yeah, the, yeah, the word. It's like anything goes and literally anything can come out of your, out of your mouth. This from Rosie is amazing. I arrived at my mum and dad's in the car with the baby hanging out between my legs, still attached to the umbilical cord. Oh my, my mum shouts to my dad, Terry, Rosen's had the baby, quick, get something to keep them warm. By the way, I don't know if they are northern, I just had to, I just needed <laughs> to give that an accent. My dear dad comes sprinting out of the door with a cat bed and due to the sheer amount of panic, the most sterile thing he could think of to grab was the scary old cat bed. <laughs> oh, that Wait, baby, poor baby. A brand new baby. What is this? 
<laughs> Can you imagine? Do you know what? Matt is a massive panicker like that. He would go and oh. get the cat bed. He would just be like, oh, oh, something, something soft, something round. What can I, I mean, get? you can see, you can see the thinking there, can't yeah. you? But do you really want to give birth in your car and then have your newborn baby delivered into a cat bed? Oh my god, that not. is such an amazing story, Rosie. Absolutely amazing. That is- I want to hear more about giving birth in the car as well. My God. Yeah. Yes. Me too. Well, Alison, I think that's all for today. We're done. We've delivered that baby. Congratulations. <laughs> you can email us your funny stories to us at podcast at the hyphen motherload.co.uk and join us next week for a brand new episode. Pop our number into your phone contact so you can fire off a voice note to us at any time on WhatsApp. We absolutely love getting your voice notes. Uh, the number is 07874341460. And don't forget to give us a little share on social media as well. Yes, absolutely. And make sure that you've subscribed so you don't miss an episode. And of course, leave us a review if you fancy so we know how we're doing. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 